Blog Talk Radio. Okay, man, because we all know that that crunk juice is a little too played out. <laughs> but, you know, big up to Lil John, man, and the East Side Boys. Actually, let's just say big up to Lil John because we can't even throw the East Side Boys in there. They were just good for, uh, you know, doing their little dances, I guess, getting the crowd pumped and the uh, club crunk. But, you know, that was a little crunk era, man. It's, 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 it's gone. It's past, but. Speak up to Lil John for getting this money. I can't hate him. You know, I ain't going to lie. A couple of those CDs was all right. I did like the beats. You know, he ain't talk about nothing. All he just said, hit him, hit him, yeah, fuck him, yeah. That's all he did. That was just a bunch of BS, man. Me and you could have done that, dude. You could have done that sober. So, basically, <laughs> Lil John was probably just drunk as hell, got in the studio and said, we about to get crunk, make this crunk record. So, anyway, but anyway, that's enough about that. But anyway, Chuck, man. This is the wild card round. The NFL playoffs are here. The 2016 NFL season is over. This is where it gets real. You either win or you go home. But on that note, fans, on tonight's show, we're going to touch into the – we're going to break down these games for the NFL wild card weekend round. But first, we're going to start off with some NFL head coaching and, Chuck, I just want to ask you this. Man. I want you to rank these head coaching jobs, and I want you to rank them in order from the top, which is number one, would be the job that you would take, and the bottom one just being the one that I'm cool. Hell, now I'm staying away from that. You know, kind of like, ooh, no, can't do it, can't do it. So I'm going to name the teams, and then I'm going to let you go ahead and get your rank on. All right? Can you do that? All right. Yeah, I, can, All right. I, think, I, can, I think I can. All right, here we go. Buffalo Bills, and hold on, but, but before I do that, I'm just going to say there are, there's some rumors. There's the, I'm, I'm going to name a few of these guys who are rumored to be the front runners or maybe in position to get an interview with them. Um, so it's not, you know, it's nothing is set in stone. Nobody has picked up any jobs, so I'm just going to throw it out there. All right, you got Buffalo Bills. Right now the rumor is that Anthony Lynn, the uh, interim coach, is actually the front runner for his position. Then you got the Denver Broncos because we know Gary Kubiak just had to step down due to health problems. Uh, right now, the well, I can't really say the front runner, but some of the names keep the eyes on is former Bengals secondary coach, which is Mike Dolphins, uh, defense coordinator Vance Joseph, and Atlanta Falcons, who have the number one offense in the league. Kyle Shanahan are supposed to be rumored to be interviewed for this position. 
You got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some of the names for this one is you know, Josh McDaniel, Kyle Shanahan, and Doug Maroney. You got the L.A. Rams. Uh, names to be rumored are uh, Sean Payton and Josh McDaniel. Then you have the San Diego Chargers. Uh, only rumor name to begin the interview is Lions defense coordinator Terrell Austin. And then you have the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, rumor for this position is Josh McDaniel. So, Chuck, let me ask you, man. Rank these from one to six. Let's start with the bottom. Now, now, hold on. Now, what's the so one to six in terms of with the first one being the best job that I I would take, or yeah. that are the best job available? Yeah, best job that you would take and best job that's available. Okay, so that's two different things. So okay, okay, let's just say I'm, best job that you would take that I personally would take. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Let's see. So we had the Bills, Broncos, Jags, Rams, Chargers, 49ers. Out of that, and this would be one-to-one, even if we was asking that other separate question, you would have to go with the Broncos because the Broncos had that defense uh, with Wade Phillips. I don't know how – when I step in the room, how Saudi Wade Phillips is going to be talking about some. I should be the damn head coach of this team. I'm going to have to sit Wade down on his ass and say, look here, Dennis the Menace. It's my team. I know you might be a little upset because I came in and I stood your thunder, but I expect you to continue what you've been doing and putting that hell of a defense out there. We getting rid of that dude to leave because I don't like them dudes that's all emotional all the time. He got to go, and we're going to get you another uh, very good cornerback to replace him. But I'm coming in here through the coaching job, and the reason I would take that is because the defense is already set. You already have a very good defensive mind on the defensive side of the ball. I don't need to go out and find me a defensive coordinator. I don't need to go out and find me no defensive staff. I just need to come in there and be able to operate the offense that has some talent. You know, that there is some holes in that offensive line that need to be filled up. Running back is serviceable. I mean, you know, we could go out there and maybe get another speed, you know, speed guy with some hands. Uh, wide receiver Demarius Thomas, you know, he's He's been on a roller coaster, but he's a very talented guy. He can make you some big plays. Um, but, you know, that quarterback position, we got to go out there and get the guy we believe in. Apparently, John Elway believes that the guy they believe in is on that roster. I don't agree with that. So, me and John will have to get a little talk in on that one. So, that would be job number one. The second job, I would have to go with the Jags. And that's because, you know, I love Blake Bortles. And I'm going to come in and I'm going to make – bring the best out of Blake Boyles, and look, we're going to structure this game plan around you, what, your, what you do well, your strengths, we're gonna, and we're going to work out from there. We're going to start with you, and then we're going to work out from there. And, and the first thing we're going to do in terms of helping you is we get you a very good offensive line because already in the kick that dude, Kelvin Beecham, to the curb, he's in the unemployment line, he's getting the hell out of Jacksonville as soon as I step in the door. Uh, we got some talent, offense, defensive side of the ball. So, and like you said, for the past couple of years, there's a lot of talent there, Nick, but they're babies. They've been babies for way too long. I think they passed their infant stage, man. It's time for them to grow up, and I would be excited to coach that team in Jacksonville. Then the third team, I would have to go I would have to go with the Chargers, man, because like Blake Bortles, I like Phillip Rivers. And I want Phillip Rivers 
to at least get to the Super Bowl. He don't have to win. You know what? I take that back because if he gets to the Super Bowl, then my Bengals can't get in the Super Bowl because they're in the AFC. So I want him to get to the championship game when he loses against the Bengals. I want him at least get that far because I love the way Phillip Rivers uh, plays. He's a fiery guy. Uh, he has all them kids he got to feed. So I just want to coach this guy. It's some talent over there. It's some talent over there. The running back out of Wisconsin, second-year player. His second year was a lot better than his first year. Uh, but there's a lot of things we need to work on with this team. They always find a way to fight back, but they just don't have enough. You know, so that in that AFC West ain't no joke now. So it'll be a big challenge. I mean, the Raiders are good. Uh, the Chiefs are good. Until you got the freaking Broncos, man. So that AFC West is ridiculous, man. So it'd be a huge, huge challenge uh, to coach them Chargers. Then the fourth spot, got to be them Jack. Got to be them L.A. Rams because I live in L.A. and I just want to stay in L.A. because it's women. Uh, uh, I was about to say the wrong word. It's weather and women. And Kendrick Lamar said a third thing, but his children listening to the show, so I can't say that third thing. So I just want to stay in L.A. You got Ty Gurley, great running back, very talented guy who was under underutilized last year, which was a damn shame. And Jeff Fisher must be insane and out his mind in the interview he just had talking about. I don't. This just hit me out of left field. I don't know why I got fired. You are see now you are something wrong with you if you don't know why your your uh mediocre ass got fired and not using Ty Gurley uh this past year. So Ty Gurley got some pieces there. You got Ty Gurley. We gotta see what Jared Goff can really do. Uh we need to beef up that offensive line. We need to get him some wide receivers. Some wide receivers. And uh, you know, there's some there's some pieces on the defensive side of the ball, but we really need to bring some guys in on that secondary because that Rams secondary is butt cheeks. So, let me see. That was the fourth job. Then the fifth job, I got to go with the Buffalo Bills. Even though it's cold, even though in L.A. I'm enjoying the wonderful, beautiful weather. It's a little cold. It's a little rainy today in L.A. But you know what? I I would have to sacrifice that and go to Buffalo and coach the Buffalo Bills. My first priority when I get there, quarterback position, because the quarterback of my team – is not on that roster at this current moment in time. We're going to have to go out and scour and look for somebody. We might have to bring Brady Quinn back or something because Brady Quinn better than the bums. They got a quarterback there. And then on the defense side of the ball, there's some talent there. But that's that was kind of formulated in the Rex Ryan-style defense. I need to go out and get the pieces that I'm going to build my team around. Uh, so, you know, it's not a great coaching job at this point. But it's a great spot to go for somebody that wants to rebuild and build from the ground up. You can start with the Buffalo Bills in another place in our last spot where you can you you can't even start from the ground. You got to go ten feet down to the foundation and dig out all that the muck and stuff down there and build you a solid foundation with those San Francisco 49ers. Because just a few years ago, this was one of the most talented teams in the NFL, and then the, the dumb front office with the 49ers couldn't hang with Harbaugh. He built this, he built this great team that went to the Super Bowl and just, you know, just came up a few plays short of being uh, NFL champions. And they just totally players retired, players left. It was just, uh, I, I don't know what happened in that front office. So I would be scared to go to the 49ers because what in the past two years, they've only given a head coach one year. They didn't even get Chip Kelly a full year. 
word on the street is they decided to fire Chip Kelly over a month ago. He didn't even have a full year with the 49ers. So why in your right mind would anybody want to go to the San Francisco 49ers organization at this point in time? Because nobody knows what's going on. If you are any type of viable NFL head coach, you're not going to go to the 49ers. The 49ers' only true option is going to be those first-time head coaches that just wants the opportunity. Okay, I know the last two coaches, you only gave them a year. That's all I need. I just want to be a head coach for a year because I don't know when I'm going to get another chance. So if any uh, solid head coaching candidate goes to the 49ers, they're a fool because 49ers organization, top management, they're out there in mind right now, and I wouldn't even want to touch it. Uh, so that's my list. All right. <clears throat> Not bad, man. Good job, man. I agree, man. I would probably put the Broncos number one. I'm not going to get my ranking, but I'll give the Broncos number one. I'll put the Niners last because you're talking about, man, it's going to take some years with the Niners. But if they can get Josh McDaniels and the other rumor is that they're looking at interviewing Lewis Riddick from ESPN, I like Lewis Riddick, man. He breaks it down. He he keeps it real, and I think he'd be a good, solid, you know, manager. But like I said, it's going to take time with these Niners because right now you don't have a quarterback. I mean, right now you got Carlos Hyde as a running back. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, me. Let me ask you. You keep on bringing up Josh McDaniels. Why do you think Josh McDaniels would leave the uh, the Patriots? And go well, to any of these coaches guys at this point. Well, the thing of it is, McDaniel said he, he's ready. He's ready to move on. I mean, you know, he's got a great – he's in a great spot, great fit. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's going to keep winning for the next few years. And, and, you know, as long as Brady's around. But McDaniel said he felt like it's his time, you know. So, I mean, if he feel like he's ready to venture out, go ahead. Would I do it? Would you, I wouldn't do it. I'm staying right next to Belichick. <laughs> I'm holding Belichick's hand. Belichick, I ain't leaving you, man. I'm, I'm right with you, brother. So, well, you know but, what? Um, I, I, I no. kind of feel you, but I wouldn't know. Instead of Belichick, I would be Tom Brady. I'd be holding yeah. his hand because yeah. now when Tom Brady retires and leaves, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, Bill Belichick, he's probably learned. Well, I was going to say he's probably learned as much as he could from Bill Belichick, but that's probably a lie. I think Bill Belichick is a, a well of NFL knowledge, and I'm sure you he learns something every day that he goes in there. But my my head, I'm tied to I'm married to Tom Brady because this is a Hall of Fame quarterback. You are never I won't say never, but it's gonna be very, 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 very hard for you to find another quarterback like Tom Brady. Yeah, and, I mean and, and that's true. Nah, that's true. But what I was gonna say is the reason why I sound tired to do Belichick because when Brady leaves, Belichick gone too. <laughs> don't tell me. Right. Belichick's yeah. gonna be tired. You know what? I think Belichick would give it one more year just to nah, see. Nope. Can I do it without him? Nah, I don't. Nope, I don't see that man because his legacy is so strong and so cemented right now. Is one of the best. And Belichick, like Tom, you, you you done too? Yeah, I think my wife, and my family needs me too, man. I'm gonna go ahead and step away. <laughs> Wait, but, but remember, what was their record when when Tom Brady was out for the year and your boy from USC came in there? They still made the playoffs. Yeah, I mean they they, they still did, so, but like I said, I don't I don't think Belichick I don't think Tom Brady and Belichick are leaving at walking out the same year. I think uh, you know what I think Belichick might leave before Brady. You never know, but yeah. I 
you know, but I don't see them leaving. I don't see Belichick saying, uh, yeah, this all was on Tom Brady. He's gone, so I'm gone. Because I, I think Belichick is a defensive guy. You got to remember, he's a defensive guy. So as much as he probably appreciates and loves Tom Brady, he's a defensive guy. Is you just can't, It's not like, okay, my quarterback's gone. Now I'm going to leave. Yeah, but it's like, they don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I, you I, I feel what you're dude. saying, but, but, but Belichick won't say that to the public. He'll just say tired. <laughs> He's tired, man. I mean, Belichick nah, will come I don't, see, I don't. Yeah, I don't see I it, feel, I don't see I feel, it. I feel, I, I feel I feel But to me, I mean, you know, we already know Belichick going down for a long time great. But I, I can see that, man. It wouldn't shock me. If he did, it wouldn't shock me. If he didn't, it wouldn't shock me either way. But if I'm Belichick, I'm going down with Brady. <laughs> That's just me. Uh, yeah. All right, but uh, let's move on. So, last night, um, the Hall of Fame 15 finalists was just announced. And I just want to give, give out the list. And, Chuck, I want you to give you a quick opinion because, you know, we got to get into the game. So, the list is, it's not, you know, official yet because, you know, they make the final announcement. What is it? The week before the Super Bowl, something like that or whatever. So, right now, the 15 finalists are Safety Brian Dawkins, Terrell Owen. Kurt Warner, Kevin Mawak, Alan Fanica, Damian Thomason, Jason Taylor, uh, Terrell Davis, <laughs> uh, Ty Law, Tony Baselli, Morgan Anderson, Don Correll, Isaac Bruce, John Lynch, and Joe Jacoby. Now, before you give me yours, man, you know, I just got to put mine out here. The people I think should go in, you know, it seems like every year they usually take about what? six or seven, usually it's like round seven. So, mm-hmm. my list, I'm going to put like this. First of all, fans, I don't give a damn if you come to me and Chuck. We don't give a damn because this is our show. This is what we love to do. We speak our mind. We feel like we speak the truth. Terrell Davis, hell no. And I said it today. I said it today when they when they had this announcement on uh, Bleach Report. Some people was coming at me already with some of them, uh, some of them comments because I put in there a lot of people's in there say, yeah, Terrell definitely should be alive. First thing I responded, I said, if Terrell Davis gets in there, Priest Holmes and Corey Dillon should be in there as well. Other fans like, what did Priest Holmes do? So I ain't going to be on the rant because, you know, Chuck, we, we, we can go a whole hour talking about uh, why Priest Holmes and Corey Dillon should go in over Terrell Davis. So my, my final list like this, I got a list of stuff. I'm going to say Terrell Owen, Kurt Warner, Alan Fanica, Ladanian Thomason, Jason Taylor, John Lynch, and Joe Jacoby. Because Joe Jacoby, he was the original hog on that Washington Redskins team back in the 80s. That offensive line was one of the best. And I'm going to tell you like this. Isaac Bruce, I had to put a comment on him too. He should not be the first Rams wide receiver going to the Hall of Fame. That should be Henry Elliott, the original great Rams over at Isaac Bruce. I know Isaac Bruce had a nice longevity, nice long career. But I'm sorry, Henry Ellis should go in. That's just my opinion. So, Chuck, man, when you look at this list, give me your seven that you think should be. Seven, I got to give it to LaDania, Morton Anderson, Tony Baselli, uh, Terrell Owens, Kurt Warner, and, man, Alan Fenneca was a beast, man. Alan Fenneca was a beast. So was Kevin Mawai. 
Because you know I love them offensive linemen. Uh, I already got Baselli in there, though. Um, but see, you're forgetting about the original Ram, man. I mean, the original Redskins, Joe Jacoby, man, the big old hall back in the early 80s, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a little before my. That was a little before my time. A little before my time, but um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to take a push on this last one because I'm looking at Fanica or Kurt Warner. Um, but it's so many. It's so easy for a quarterback. I won't say it's easy, but it's so many damn quarterbacks in there. Like I like to get the love, spread the love other places. But Kurt Warner is definitely he. He definitely deserves to be in there. Uh, but I just got to get love to offensive linemen, man. I, I, I'm going to throw Alan Fennick out there, even though Joe Jacoby, I'm sure, you know, being one of them big old hogs, you know, doing his things with the Redskins is great. But I was I was a big Alan Alan Fennick uh, fan, so uh, I'm going to have to roll with him. All right. So, Chuck, let me ask you this, man. Why no Terrell Davis, man? Why no uh, Isaac Bruce? I'm just curious to get your opinion, man. No Terrell Davis, man. We ain't gonna have no show left for me to go. For me to go off on this dude, I mean this this guy was great for three years. Three years, that's it. He was great for those three years. He was fantastic. He rushed for over two thousand yards, over twenty touchdowns, and got two Super Bowl rings. He was outstanding for three years. And then another year, he was uh, he was okay. He had over a thousand yards. So you telling me this guy that only played for seven seasons, and he had four good that could be considered good seasons. Well, you know what? And he rushed for uh, eleven hundred yards, and that wouldn't even be considered a good season. Like that's nowadays, especially back then when they ran the ball more. I mean, nowadays you get over a thousand yards. You know that's pretty. That's pretty good because this is a, a passing league. They bent the rules towards this being a passing league. So, but back then they were still running the ball. There were still fullbacks out there. Uh, so he only had three good years. Okay, now you can say you would say okay. Well, Gail Sayers didn't have that many years, but Gail Sayers revolutionized two positions. He revolutionized, he revolutionized the running back position and the return and, and the return man. What did Terrell Davis revolutionize? Nothing. He had three damn good years. And you telling me that's what gets you into the Hall of Fame? Okay, if that's what gets you in the Hall of Fame, uh, just look at Corey Dillon's stats. Just look at Priest Holmes' stats. Uh, and it's, I'm sure there's another running back out, out there I can name, but those are the two we've been talking about that should be in this line before this dude, but because they're not on TV they don't get the love like this guy is apparently getting uh, because three great seasons. I, I I ain't buying it, bro. I ain't I ain't buying it. Put Corey Dillon in there. Put Corey and Corey Dillon got one Super Bowl ring. So Terrell Davis got one more ring, so he should be in there before Corey Dillon. Get out of here, man. Corey Dillon played so many years with with my sorry Cincinnati Bengals. He was the best thing. To, he was. He was out there playing his ass off, man. He was the only reason I watched that team for years. And then he left and went to New England. And it's not like he just went there and rode the bandwagon, like, you know, rode on the bench like Chad Johnson did and went to the Super Bowl. No, he was out there earning his earning his championship. 
So it's not like he just went there and got it for a freebie. And you gonna, you ain't got Corey Dillon on there, but you got Terrell Davis on there. Get out of here with that, man. That's, that's that ain't nothing but BS, man. Then you just talking about flat out numbers. Look at Priest Holmes. My priest said, yeah, he ain't got no championships, but look at the numbers he put nah, up. Nah, he do. So, he got a Super Bowl with the Ravens in 2000, man. Right. Okay. But he didn't really contribute. He went a starter. But he got a ring. Don't matter. <laughs> okay. He got a ring. You can throw it out there. He got a ring, too. So, Corey Dillon and Priest Holmes both each got a Super Bowl ring. They had a longer, more consistent career than Terrell mm-hmm. Davis. But Terrell Davis has been on this damn list for how many years in a row? Get out of here with this, man. It's, it's just straight retarded. You can't tell me him having a job in the media has nothing to do with it. Because if you look at the damn numbers, how can you say, oh, just because he was better overall, two years better than Priest Holmes and Corey Dillon over their extended career, he deserves to be in there? Get out of here with that, man. It, it, that's why, I, you know what, I'm done. It, it, that's my that's my reason for them for him not not even being a finalist. But you know what? Whatever. If he gets in, congratulations. Bottom line, fans, <clears throat> Chuck and I, the way we feel about Terrell Davis being on the Hall of Fame list is this: He need to get dropped off. <laughs> yes, he did. And, just, yes, and, he and, fans, and fans, if you like, even if you're a Broncos fan. I want you to take your Broncos helmet off and just go to your computer and then look up Terrell Davis' numbers. And you will see his first four years, he had over 1,000 yards. One year, he had over 2,000 yards. His last three seasons, listen to this, fans. His, his, his fifth year in the league, he had 211 rushing yards. Okay, he only played in four games. His sixth season in the NFL, he had 282 yards for the year. Okay, he only played in five games. His last year in the league, he only had 701 yards. So almost half of his career, if you add up those last three years, which is almost half his career, he barely he's barely over 1,000 with four touchdowns in those three years. And that's a Hall of Famer? Kick, man, whatever, dude. Like... <laughs> It's just before, and then you know what, Terrell Davis, you listening, man? I'm sure you're a great guy. You had some great seasons, but come on, dude. Like you even know, like okay, I was great for three years. Okay, put me in a Hall of Fame because I was great for three years. Go ahead, yeah. Woo. Now, what you doing over there? Nah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking like. Man, just it's just funny to me, man, because I'm just like these people don't see it. I think the only thing they see is they won back to back Super Bowls. He was MVP. No, he wasn't MVP. I don't know if he was MVP or one, but he had that one big season, and then you know he had the nickname TD Touchdown. You know TD TD Touchdown Davis. So, but man, fans, you got. He was playing with John. He was playing with John Elway. And they had a they had a good they had a good defense. Um, and he was playing with Jack, like yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's um yeah yeah. And but yeah. what we're saying is saying you need to open your eyes. I mean, really think about it. Like think about you the Hall of Fame committee. You know what what do you take in consideration? Yes, we know Super Bowl rings, but you got to look at the longevity of a career. 
I mean, Priest Holmes and uh, Corey Dillon, they had hella five Hall of Fame careers. And it just sickens me as a diehard football fan like Chuck and I are. We watch these games, we study film, we break it down so good for you guys every week. But come on, man. <laughs> I mean, come on, my boy Priest Holmes and Corey Dillon can't get no love because TD is always still in the spotlight just because his punk ass works in the media. Yes, I said he's a punk ass because that's how I feel. I don't like him on TV, and I don't like him being on this list. He need to get the off this list. So with that being said, we got to move on because this NFL wild card weekend playoff here. We have two games on Saturday. First game is the AFC game featuring the Oakland Raiders at the Houston Texans. And Chuck, man, when their car went down, Ah, man, a few couple weeks ago, I was just like, dang. <laughs> I mean, it, it just sucks that that had to happen, man, in the second to last game of the season. Because we, we, we was on our way, man. I mean, we was riding high, and I just felt like, man, this was our year to go in there and maybe challenge the Patriots or whatever, give them a good game. But now we're going in this game against Houston with a rookie star quarterback, Connor Cook, who's drafted in the fourth round. A lot of people were befuddled by this pick because they were like, why the race taking kind of cook, man? He already got cars. Blah, blah, blah. But look, man, Reggie McKinney knows what the hell he's doing. <laughs> right now, Connor Cook is about to start in our first playoff game in 10 years. He's going to start actually, no, not 10 years, but actually uh, 14 years. And uh, he's going to start for us, man. And last week, he came in and played in the second half because Matt McGloin was just inconsistent, man. Mr. Wide Open Players, man. Mark Cooper. Had a bomb touchdown wide open. You couldn't even hit him the ball. I mean, he 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 juked the hell out of Khalid and had his ass beat. But glowing man, come on man, been in this been in the Raiders since the last four years. Couldn't get the ball to him. And in the second half, Cook came in there threw 450 yards, touchdown interception. So he got some game rep under him. Got some some good reps, man, because that that's a good defense he went up against. You know, good secondary, which is better than the secondary he's gonna face in Houston. But here's the key, man. Raiders need to get back to running the ball. If they can run that ball with that nasty offensive line, they got a good shot to win this game. Uh, Connor Cook just can't turn the ball over. And for the Houston Texans, you got to get Lamar Miller going in this game. Brock Osweiler, no T.O.s, man. <laughs> you can't turn the ball over. That's the problem you've been having. No Tom Savage in this game. So, Brock, this, this is your show, man. Let, let's show the lead while you worth all that money. So, but bottom line, when it comes down to it, which defense is going to tackle? Which defense is going to make enough plays? Um, you know, my catch-up in this game is that Raider offensive line against that Houston plus seven. Can Clowney get to Cook and frustrate him? So, but, hey, last week Cook looked stuck, man. So, we'll see if he keeps it going this week. I got to go with the Raiders in this game. I'm not confident in this pick. I think the Texans will probably win this game. But I just think the Raiders will pull it out in the end, 20 to 17. You know what, Nick? You sounded so sad at the beginning. I just want to say this to you. You be all right, B. <laughs> yeah, because that's the same thing. Because this is the same, pretty much the same scenario that happened to my Bengals last year. We lost our quarterback a few games. I think we had an extra week or two. Well, maybe not. Uh, we might have had one more week. Uh, I think Andy Dalton only got, got injured in week 15 or something like that. But anyway, we came in with our backup quarterback, <clears throat> Um and they played a great game, and they should have won that game if it wasn't for Jeremy Hill's fumble. So I think the, they're going to be all right. They got a, I think they got very good defense. Um, they just need to run the ball. You know, 
Connor Cook should just be a steward out there. He should just occasionally throw the ball, don't turn it over, and, and move the chains. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do, buddy, is move the chains and don't don't turn the ball over. You know, big third down, long you know, big third down conversion. Give us a couple of those, and I think the Raiders can win the game. But if they go out there and they deviate from the game plan of running the ball, because you got healthy running backs back there, you know, you got a couple very good running backs back there. You got a decent offensive line. Right. And then I know you got a couple injuries on the offensive line, but y'all need to be able to pound the ball. This Houston defense, I mean, you know, Romeo ain't playing around. Uh, They lost, you know, the best defender in the league, J.J. Watt. But they've been, they still been rising to the occasion. They still been doing their thing. They're pa- they're better pass defense than run defense. So, like I said, the Raiders just need to attack them, man. Because yes, the Raiders have some very very good wide receivers. But you know what? This Texas secondary, they ain't the best in the world. But if they come to play, I ain't gonna say they could play with the Raiders receivers, but the but the Texans corners come to play, I think I think they'd be able to uh, not hold them down, but I think they'd be able to prevent those huge those big plays. You know, so I think you need to get those chunks. Wide receivers need to get those chunks out there. Jonathan Joseph, Kareem Jackson. Like I said, I don't, I ain't gonna go as far as to say they can hang with Amari Cooper and uh uh the other boy from Texas Tech, Texas A and M, where I forgot his name escapes me right now. They got his chain snatched. They got his chain snatched last week. Crabtree. Yeah, Crabtree. There you go. Crabtree. You got Raiders got to run the ball, you know, play solid defense. Khalil Mack needs to have a, a, a good game, put the pressure on Brock Osweiler. And the Raiders, I think the Raiders can pull it out. But it's just about, it's about those turnovers and taking care of the ball. They take care of the ball and run the ball. I think the Raiders could pull this out. And will they do that? You know what? I, you know, just because you sound so sad at the beginning, Nick, I'm going to go. I'm going to support your team. I'm going to have to go with the Oakland Raiders. I think they can pull this out. But they got to stick to that game plan. All right. Detroit Lions coming in the Seattle Stadium, the 12th man stadium. They struggle, man. I mean, Detroit's been struggling the last few weeks. Um, and the Seattle Seahawks, man, they've been struggling a little bit too. But this Seattle Seahawks team, man, this is this is a different Seahawks team. You know, no real Thomas. Um, so, you know, they're a little bit vulnerable back there in that secondary. But Seattle, for them to win this game, they got to run the ball. I mean, they got to run that ball, that offensive line with Fant and Sal. Man, they, they need to step up, man, because if Ezekiel Ansa and Kerry Hyder and Devin Taylor, if they can't get no pressure on Russell Wilson to keep him in the pocket, don't let him run all over the place, you know, he makes plays with those legs, they in trouble. Detroit's in trouble. You know the the key matchup I'm looking for to watch in this game, my boy, um, um, you know my boy uh, Sherman, Richard Sherman versus Golden Tate. That's gonna be a good matchup right there. Um, you know, so Darius Slay is gonna be going up against uh, Baldwin. That's gonna be a good matchup right there. Can't wait to watch those two matchups. But I just don't trust Detroit, man. I mean, they don't know what they want to do. I mean, the last couple games, man, against the, against the Cowboys and the Packers, they ran the ball pretty good in the first half. With the, uh, you know, with the, uh, with White Chocolate. You know, that's what I call him, man. You know, uh, old Zimmer. You know, Zimmer looking good out there in the first half of the first last two games. But for some reason, they just, they don't want to run them in the second half. It's just mind-boggling. I don't get it. 
So with that being said, they don't know what the hell they're doing offense. I don't think they still know what the hell they're doing offense going in this playoff game. I got to take Seattle at home. I look for uh, Bennett, Clark, and Abram. We have 26 and a half sacks between the three. I look for them to get after Stafford. And I, I just got to go with Seattle's game because I don't trust Detroit. I got to call it like I see him. I know plenty of dudes. My mentor, he's originally from Detroit. I know plenty of Detroit players. But I'm going to have to call Detroit down on this because I think they're frosters, to be honest. I mean, they made it to the playoffs 9-7. and seven, And like we've heard many times, you are what your record says you are, and they're a playoff team. But I'm calling them frosters because if you look at their victories this year, they came against some of the worst beat-up teams in the league. I mean, they beat the Colts in week one. Uh, when Andrew, you know, I don't think the Colts had Andrew Luck at that point, or maybe they did, but but you know, we know how Indiana did this this year. They beat Philly early on when Carson Wentz was hot. That was a good victory. They only won by one. They beat the Rams, who we know are pitiful. They beat the Redskins, who at that time earlier in the season, first half of the season, they were playing okay football, you know, but they beat them by three points. Then they beat Minnesota. Then they played Minnesota twice in three weeks, and this was this was after Minnesota got hot and Mike Zimmer did that a job when they were winning like five games in a row. I mean, they beat this beat-up Minnesota Vikings team twice in, in, in three weeks. Then they beat Jacksonville, who we all know don't play up to their potential. Then they beat the Saints, who we know <laughs> is not that very good, not a very good team. And then they beat the Bears uh, once out of two opportunities, and we know how the Bears are. I mean, they have uh, not Matt Barkley. What's, what's your boy, the other USC quarterback out there playing? Oh, what is Matt Barkley? Yeah, they had that boy out there playing. Yeah, they had that bum out there. So that's all they victories, man. So come on. They did not they did not beat a playoff team. They did not beat a pay a playoff team. So they're frosters to be. And they they've lost three in a row. They lost the three. They finally played some good teams. They played the Packers, Cowboys, and the Giants, and they lost all and they lost all three of them, scoring only twenty four points uh against the Packers, only twenty one against Dallas, who whipped that ass some vicious. And the Giants they was only able to put six points against the Giants. So to me, these Detroit Lions are frosters, but you know what? They made it to the playoffs, and anything can happen in the playoffs. But I think Seattle see them for the frost that they are. Even though Seattle Seahawks got a lot of got a lot of holes, they're beat up. Uh, you know what? They haven't been playing. They've been very inconsistent. I mean, they're going win loss, win loss, win loss in the past few games. So, but I think Pete Carroll's gonna have his team together. He's. I bet you. I bet you doing that meeting. That first meeting for the week preparing for this game, he was like, these are frosters. I bet you he said the same thing. Any of y'all Seattle Seahawks player that was in the room and can confirm that, give us a call next week on the show because I guarantee Pete Carroll said, these are some damn frosters. And he brought it, he broke it down just like I brote it down. So I'm going to have to go with the Seattle Seahawks in this, in this game. It's been a while since the, the Lions have been in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to know how to act right. I think Seattle has been there before. They're Super Bowl champions. Uh, they're cool customers, and they still have a lot of talent veterans on that team. But anything can happen in the playoffs. I mean, it's a, which which Matt Stafford is going to show up? Like, which Matt yeah. Stafford is going to show up? If the if the awesome Matt Stafford shows up, it's going to be a hell of a game. They might be able to pull this out, but I'm calling them frosters. So I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks in this. All right, five minutes left in the show, fans. All right, we're going to wrap up the last two games. Dolphins going to Pittsburgh. Adam Gates, man, you're going to have to come with a hell of a game plan. I'm going to tell you like this, man. I love the new South Beach RB trio of Landry, uh, 
Parker and Steels. Oh, man, that's a good group down there. I love that group coming out the South. But they're going to have to step it up this week against that still the second day. I know they can do it. That's if Matt Moore can have time in the pocket because you know Mike Thomas going to send them blitz, blitz packages, man. They're going to come in Matt Moore. But, man, if they, if they can take some deep shots, man, this still is secondary young. They need to be tested, and I think they can get the job done. And you got to be balanced on offense, man. You got to pound the job. I know the Steelers going to be focusing on him, but you got to take your shots as well. And then on defense, man, you know, Dominic Tu, Cameron Wake, you got to get after Big Ben. You can't let him stand in that pocket. You got to contain him. And then my boy Byron Maxwell, this is what you get paid the big bucks for, man. You got the big matchup. You want to get Antonio Brown. You've been looking good second half of the season, man. Let's see if you can shut him down. With that being said, man, ah, man, I just, I, I can't trust the doctor with Matt Moore. I got to take the Steelers in this game, 31-23. But rem- yeah, okay, I was about to say, but remember, Nick, they beat Pittsburgh early in the year, but Matt Moore wasn't the quarterback. So I had to put a pause on that because I was like, I got you. But then I don't because Matt Moore is a downgrade from uh, Tannehill, even though, you know, Tannehill doesn't always play the best ball he can. Uh, and the Steelers are very hot right now. I think they won seven games in a row. They've been here before. Mike Tomlin knows how to – he's a great cheerleader, according to uh, their retarded quarterback, the retarded, retarded former quarterback, Terry Bradshaw. Uh, Mike Tomlin is only a cheerleader. So Mike Tomlin is, a, is an excellent cheerleader. I think he's going to cheer this team to victory. I'm going with the Steelers. All right. Game of the week. Going back to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers, man. We know in 2007 we went up there and it's one of the coldest playoff games of all time. We beat them Packers in when they had Red Far. I'm going to tell you like this, man. I feel really confident, man. The Giants are 7 and 0. When they rush the ball 25 plus times, you hear that, fans? Giants fans, they are seven and oh. <laughs> they run the ball 25 plus times, 25 plus times. Last week we had over 160 rushing yards. My boy, the rookie out of uh, uh, UCLA, Paul Perkins, had over 100 yard game. His first rush 100 yard game of the season. Giants were very solid last week. Balanced. Packers secondary is very beat up, so I look for the Giants to be able to take some shots down the field with Odell Beckham and Cruz and Shepard. But I'm going to tell you like this, man. We got to run that ball and control the clock, keep AR off the field. But the best thing about our defense is that we have that secondary that can hang with all these Packers receivers. That's going to be a good matchup to watch. The other big matchup to watch is Olivier Vernon going against the Packers' best offensive lineman to tackle, uh, McCarthy. That's going to be a hell of a matchup. And I also want to watch uh, Norris Ezekiel going up against George Nelson. That's going to be a good matchup. With that being said, man, Packers don't have no word in the game. Aaron Rodgers is going to be airing out a lot. I look for the Giants to try to get pressure to get heat on Aaron Rodgers. I think they can. But with that being said, man, I just feel like my Giants just defensively, man, the last three weeks we've just shut everybody down. I mean, that Redskins offense had me a little worried last week, but we shut them down. So, I think they can get it going this weekend. I think they can do the same thing on the road. I'm taking the Giants in a close game, 31-28. I've already went with one of your teams. I can't do it on this one. I got to go with the Packers. Yes, the Giants, they've been playing very good defense past four, five, five, six weeks or whatever. I mean, you know, they weren't able to 
to pull it out against the Eagles. But that's a division game. Anything can happen in a division game. But news is, JPP, your boy JPP, is not going to play in the game. I think that's going to be a big loss because, you know, even playing with seven digits, I have many digits, he's a very athletic player. Uh, as we know, Aaron Rodgers, one of the best scrambling quarterbacks there is. He might be the best scrambling quarterback there is. Yes, your secondary, you have the corners, is able to hang with these wide receivers. But Aaron Rodgers has that ability to escape the pocket, to extend the play, and his wide receivers go out there and create. He's able to hit them on the dime. Uh, and the Packers are hot right now. I mean, they won six games in a row uh, going going into this playoff game. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been here before. Yes, the Giants has been here before as well. But I just got to give it to the Packers, man. I see them being hot. I, I don't see your defense being able to, to stop um, his offense this, you know, this week. Uh, and then the Packers defense, they need to come to perform. You know, they get, Eli's been there before too, so they got to show up too. So, But I'm going to give the Packers in this one because it's in Green Bay. All right. With that being said, fans, enjoy this playoff weekend. You know Chuck and I will definitely enjoy the playoff this weekend. Fans, we will see you next week for another good show. The Meek and Chuck Pro Football Talk Show.